0: Um, so just real fast, I'm gonna cover my um, I'm gonna cover the, the camera up just because I'm gonna read from I'm gonna read from something. I really don't fancy the the long stairs. I gave
1: countdown and you started it off with a <laughs> real quick. The
0: fuck! It's show time. Three is a
2: magic number.
0: Yes, it is. It's a i All right, we're off to it. All right, well, good day, everyone. We're back for episode two, where our first choice host couldn't hack it. So we've gone with our next best option. Yep, you've guessed it. He struggled with his mother tongue since birth, and he has a face only a sock company could use. My name's Danny. I'm unemployed, the only one in this group that's not balding. And I've been perpetually unsure why these guys like me, but I'm proud to be in their company. This is Three Men in a Little Pod where we talk about things you don't care about using words you definitely know. So today's episode, well, we're going to talk a little bit about karaoke, blast from the past. And if Jarrett doesn't give us his 200 cents on everything, we might get out of here in time to miss Dave's ranting about amateur tennis and Disney Plus, where I'd rather watch him do the same three dance moves for 24 hours straight again. Without further ado, I want to know what everyone ate for dinner last night. So let's meet the bench warmers. Dave, what was cooking? Good looking.
2: Oh, Thank you, Danny. Lovely intro. Um, What was cooking? We uh, We did pick up. We did pick up for some Indian food. Delightful. Well, sag paneer, a little chana masala, well, chicken tiki masala, little uh, Chicken, vindaloo. Yeah, chicken mm-hmm. curry. It was good, man. It was really good. You know, it's bad when even like the fully vegetarian options are delightful.
3: It's, you uh, know, what? I think it's just such a unique blend of spices that you only get in Indian food. Yeah.
2: So, you know, that was it, Denny. Nice. Jay, how about you? Yeah.
1: yeah. I had a really tumultuous dinner. And let me start it off by, I didn't know where to go. I've been eating a lot of the same things, you know, uh, quarantine life. And I said, well, I'm watching Pretty in Pink, the John Hughes film. I was like, I should treat myself a Saturday night. And so I decided to order 9 p.m. sushi because I hadn't eaten. And I get it from this Fuji. it sucked. So I ended up microwaving chicken strips. And it really just kind of, it's an exemplary, it's where I'm at, life. (laughs)
3: That was uh, Jarrett with the just ultimately sad, sad display of. I didn't
1: say it was good. I did Kitchen my culinary. Stickers. I did get my pot stickers; they're delicious. Oh my gosh! Do you microwave them? Do you no, see, you I, microwave them. I ordered forty dollars worth of sushi. I ate the gyoza. I cherry picked one piece of all the sushi I like. Didn't like it. and I made chicken strips. So you, you know, yeah, it's the saddest meal I've had in like months.
2: Hey man, forty bucks a gas station sushi will get you far.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, baby. Um, Mitchell, what you eat? I went with the uh tried and true. I went with a uh, ramen. Um, but I'm not sure if you guys have been following my post recently. I've been upgrading my ramen game. Wow. Um, and so instead of using water, I've been using beef broth and coconut milk. Um, yeah, cocoa. And then uh and I like to um, you know, start with my base seasoning of fresh ginger and garlic, just uh and then I'll add the liquids on top of that. Um, and dude, I've been loving it so much. I've been—I uh, don't know if you guys noticed, but I um, bought three pounds of bacon, <laughs> and I'm the only one that eats bacon over here. So I've just been like slowly eating just so much bacon every day. Um, but that—that uh, that bacon grease, instead of getting rid of it, I've actually been mixing it into the ramen, and it really, really helps helpful. the flavor. And the it noodles sounds like
1: Southern ramen. It's so fucking good. Part that's of that's you. That is yeah. you combining cultures. What is that called? Fusion
3: fusion my mississippi really? upbringing and my uh yeah my japanese culinary delights
1: I'm, i can't wait for you to start making ramen biscuits i've always i've always said like if i opened up a restaurant
3: um i want to open up a broth shop first like you get like the taste of different cuisines without actually having to dive i in love it you're out open. here
2: inventing like a dark ages restaurant
4: Hmm.
3: yep yep
1: i just want to serve broth <laughs>
2: yeah comes with a slice of stale bread and some uh, ancient cheddar.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it'd be cool if you could, much like those fond, I would like, I think I haven't ever fond dude. so excuse me. I Got also A fondue like, virgin over here? I'm, I'm fond, yeah, I'm a fondue virgin. Also, cheers to you, David. You've like just moved to the White Claw, so, you know. <laughs> Anytime. This, this is going to get so much spicier. Um, but my question is, in fondue, can you bring in your own meats? I know that they supply the cheese, but is it like- Are you talking can at a can restaurant? You bring you're
2: going to like bring in like a Tupperware of microwave chicken strips?
1: What if I told you plan, I got a broth? Maybe? I got a broth guy who's got somehow like you know a, like three pounds of bacon, and I <laughs> we're gonna go there, but I'll bring a bunch of meat. You know. What's your plan? We'll for, bunch of,
2: what do you? How do you think fondue is cooked? It,
1: well, I know that's cheese. I, I I know it a little bit. Yeah, I'm not uncultured. I I think uh, you're trying to.
3: I think what you're trying to do is you're mixing hot pot yes. with fondue. Yeah. I think you're you're like K-B-B-Q Confusing and fondue and combining. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, what could work? Like?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could. I think your your cheese would need to be literally boiling though. So like hot pot is, uh, I think it's originated in China, but it's just, you cook broth and you dip raw meats and veggies into it. And then once they're cooked to your taste preference, then you take them out and eat them. But you keep yeah. adding so,
2: things in as you go, like take out the roll. Right,
3: exactly. And you I'll don't really the drink the broth. Different. Like the broth is more of just like a base seasoning a and a cooking method.
1: It's, it's fun. I used to do it a lot when I first moved to LA. You know what's interesting? Um, I don't know, about I mean, I think a few of us in here might understand this. But um, adding just a bunch of random fucking ingredients to one stew is basically just how poor people eat.
2: That's what I meant. He, he just invented a feudal system restaurants.
3: <laughs> what <laughs> do you have in this cellar Bring that you're dead? Good- Bring your dead. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I grew up with like my parents all love cooking, and then I like cooking, but I don't like following recipes. You so. like eating? I love eating yeah definitely I should weigh a lot
1: more instead I'm losing yeah. weight during this quarantine the only man I've ever known who truly believes in second breakfast and second lunch well you, yeah. you do
2: need a second breakfast in fairness when your first breakfast is a salad
3: that's hey. true, that's you, true. You, you guys know it it's <laughs> hydrating, it's a great way to start your day
0: what, what did you, you throw start? in that salad? what was, what was the original I I made, was okay, a so one it was college so it was, oh, mostly no, just off. spinach
2: I have, I have still seen you do this on your Instagram posts incessantly <laughs> It wasn't yeah. this college. I want to know what the what the non-college version of this.
3: I think the non-college version of breakfast salad would take a little more prep work. It would do raw onions, hard-boiled eggs, not soft, um, and probably diced up some tomatoes. It'd still be really simple, but like I don't want to like julienne carrots. I don't want to add any of that shit. Yeah. Well, Danny,
2: oh, we man. we've we've taken us on a bit of a tangent. What was uh, what was your dinner last night?
0: Ah. Uh, I made I made burgers. Um, yeah, I've, I've that just was, been uh, keeping it English, simple for for
2: others. It was, <laughs> what what I did he say? He said I made burgers, which I'm happy to play. I that you said <laughs> <laughs> I
0: Made cheeky burgers. Made some coleslaw. Um, what else? What oh, else do no. we have on there? i am um, honestly even keeping it pretty simple. It's my my palate's probably simplified drastically since now we're getting a little bit deeper and deeper into it. But I would I say, suppose you know, it was sophisticated. It's not. It never was. I, yeah. you know, when you guys were talking about broth and, and ramen, my ramen came from a kettle and it was, you know, one minute long to cook and that's the kind of broth that I'm into. And why not? At the end of the day, but we shall continue. And,
1: yeah. um, actually, I do have a quick question. Do you, do you toast your buns or do you leave them untoasted? Oven. You oven? Through, okay. Toss them in the, okay. the broil. I like it. All
0: right. We well, i've actually bottom? been
1: i i think i
3: would kill for a burger right now i've wanted a burger so bad the last couple weeks. One, two weeks like ago. a diner burger oh, oh my god like a diner burger but like yeah. I've, I've entertained making them but i don't have buns so i don't want to just have toast and
1: a, a burger nice like, right now
3: oh
4: yeah
1: mm. dude you know what i love i love the raw onion on the burger i want i want to smell my breath raw yeah. onions <laughs> over cooked onions every I, day of the week I, absolutely i fuck it you know what?
0: Mitch is with me on this. I'll throw raw on cook. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I agree. That's like, I'm a wild card. Yep. All right. Well, onion, onion, talk aside, let's uh, let's press on. Yeah, let's get <laughs> so, deep into these layers. Um, so I, I kind of kickstarted everything off with a subject area which we're not going to delve into, which was food. Today's theme, the episode is going to be music that tickles your fancy. So. Today, I kind of actually wanted to kick it off with uh, a movie that I watched recently, uh, which was yesterday. Um, Basically, the the premise of the the movie is. Which was. Yesterday, the you know the Beatles movie. Well, not the Beatles movie. Um, That was a Who's on First reference. Spare me. So. A, a struggling musician who, after an accident, finds himself the only person in the world who remembers the Beatles and becomes famous after taking credit for their songs. Right. So, pretty, it's a pretty good concept. Um, so, I kind of, I kind of wanted to reach out to the group and and try and find out if you guys had to recreate this and you were to use a band that you would know and rip off. Who would you pick? Let's start off with uh, Mitchell. What band Ooh, you go? Oh,
3: interesting. Um, I was actually hoping to come later. Um, I. I haven't seen Yesterday, but I think I was really intrigued by the premise. Um, And, you know, first off, just anybody that gets complete rights to Beatles music, uh, that doesn't sound like an indie hit at all. That sounds like a stupid amount of money going into something. Um, But I think I've had a couple of them. I was, uh, obviously, you know, I love my 90s. Um, I think it would just be fun to be that, uh, you know, that alt rock, Blink 182 kind of lifestyle. I was but really I mean, hoping you were gonna
2: go boy band.
3: I was gonna I say no doubt actually is. first. <laughs> uh, but I think I think Motley Crue could be cool too. Like just being the right that like that like kind You're of. You're gonna uh, hot start. tub
2: time machine this.
3: Hot tub time machine it exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. What what so just out of just out of curiosity, what what hit from Motley Crue did you really think? like sort of was like i want to write that song was it girls 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 or you know i don't think it was so much the music i mean i think i think
3: that's a good one um obviously but i think it's more like their their attitude um towards the times and towards the industry and just like the whole fuck it all sensibilities
0: i think that's an interesting take for sure you're speaking a lot to cult like the culture of what they did Mm -hmm. i mean like the life i was thinking like if you you know if you had to take on, they didn't exist at all, and you're yeah. gonna just you're produce whatever music they had. You know a lot of Motley Crue. I mean,
2: yeah, this happens today. Can you just pull out the Motley <laughs> Crue discography? Just... Okay, so we're
3: if we're basing, <laughs> are we basing this off of like my actual like music? The idea of, you know, of Motley see...
2: Crue being present in the universe. Don't know how to make that happen, but
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, I don't know. That's a, it's definitely a tough one. Um I mean I think I could kill some no doubt hits though. Gwen Stefani, give her a run for the money.
1: Oh my god, I would love to see you do some Gwen Stefani hits. Yeah, yeah. Jerry you got. I actually would I, I hate to do this, but I'd love to go last because I have a scorching earth take. David. Brutal.
0: Talk to me
1: yeah. Um
2: I think I would probably go Grateful Dead wow, wow. massive okay massive repertoire music are um, you a deadhead just a, i didn't know that yeah you. i love grateful dead nothing really yeah that's cool love just being able to sit back on the porch listen to hours of that and that they've got such a huge collection
3: you know i definitely went through a grateful dead phase at the early beginning of this quarantine too mm. i was like ugh, villain it yeah yeah
2: but they get a lot, so, lot of great hits the music's pretty easy on you as well one uh, one thing a friend of mine once talked about with a similar concept was like, you know, if you're up there and you're gonna be like AC DC or whatever, you're gonna rip your vocal cords to shreds in no time. You know, these guys, Jimmy Buffett, they could just they could tour forever. Jimmy
1: Buffett's already doing oh, it. He's never fucking Margaritaville. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Guys in
2: flip flops okay. on stage or shoeless on stage. Yeah, he's a he's a genius. We can we can get into a separate very long tangent about Jimmy Buffett, given that my now father in law is hugely into Jimmy Buffett. But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Grateful Dead. I,
3: I feel like one rule that you should have on this on this um, hypothetical that we're playing right now is, if nobody knew their music, you also have to deal with and live their experience, like their life, like all the kind of tumultuous. Oh, and that's the situation. Grateful
2: that, Dead, like defined decade. maybe. Yeah. Just touring, going, massive following, smoking a crazy amount of weed.
1: what's interesting about grateful dead though is they never were like the focus of any one time and what i mean by that is you know what i'm saying like they they're they're like dave matthews except even dave matthews had a little bit more time in the sun but like where they did like there was always those crazy they had a crazy army of fans and they toured forever but it was never like i think they're like shades of gray or whatever song in the 80s was their biggest hit or something like that something about gray and uh that to me, I don't even think, I don't think they ever had a top 10 hit. Hello and welcome. That sound you just heard indicates that there's been an editor's note and someone in here bullshitted some really bad info. They did have a top 10 hit. Number one, to be precise, with Touch of Grey in August of 1987. What and now, the back to the is show. This man. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine, but... Uh... So that's an interesting experience because I think to Dave's credit, you could have that sort of rock star life, but not have the Motley crew. The whole world really? is zoomed in on you're in. The
2: you're in the conversation, and you can have a great time, but you're not like needlessly under the spotlight.
0: Yeah,
1: that's interesting.
0: Grateful Dead. Oh. you guys chose really. I mean, I I'll be honest with you, Molly Crew. I really couldn't have named one of the song and girls, 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 and I don't know a single song of Grateful Dead. I mean, I'm uncultured, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, I bet you'd recognize really, a couple of them. No, yeah. I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would. What I'm saying is, I think I'm a little bit. I might be out of the generation of. Of being up to date with their music, I mean, Danny's like (laughs) OVG. Yeah, let me get some of that level. Um, I mean, I I was thinking more along lines of um, like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, they just have they have a lot of extremely catchy songs. I wouldn't. Jared's gonna
2: kill you for this answer.
0: I mean, also,
3: but they also have just like such a deep, deep roster of songs, right? Like they've made what twelve albums now, or something like that. And they're Still all going. like and they're all like 20 songs per album it's not like the 12 the 12 song hits
0: that, I mean they I, I god I think the way I sort of thought about this question was if I had to know their their music sort of song to song I had to remember all their lyrics I had to really sort of remember everything they did that's the easiest band that I would just know hit after hit I mean yeah they have they have a silly amount of songs but Jarrett, you've been uh you've been sitting in the uh in the trenches here for a while go on give it to us i'm very excited about this and i do have
1: a scorching hot earth take and i actually wrote down some reasons why they get the scorching hot take so i'm going to start this off by you um you you started it off by like uh yesterday's a beatles film i actually haven't seen it i know the premise uh this guy right like as you mentioned like you know, nobody, somehow, everybody wakes up and he, it's obviously magical realism, but they all fucking forgot the Beatles and everything that came along with it. And then they, they, he took their music, which somehow he remembered pretty well and then made like a career off of it. That's all I know. That's the premise of the movie, yeah? Yeah,
4: that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay.
1: So I'm going to now in three parts, dress down the Beatles. Okay. So.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to spin this into a dismantling of the Beatles?
1: I'm gonna, dis- I'm, right, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dismantle the Beatles in three quick takes, and then I have to do this, and then I'm going to move on to who I would pick. And I really, because I, am always curious why the Beatles. And this is this is something that's really lived in me for a long time. Um, only because, so we can all agree that the Beatles, like they're obviously huge. My 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 question has always been like, why why do they have the following that they do? And I think that the Beatles, my analogies are—they are the Dominoes of music, Domino's Pizza, and it's yeah. And I wow. again, hot take, yeah, very hot take. And here's the reasons why. And I'm gonna go run through them really quickly, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Um, but ultimately, it's uh, they were—they weren't the first to do anything, right? They weren't like like you know Dominoes didn't invent pizza, but they were riding off the 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 sort of the coattails of Elvis Presley. They came in at a time when, like, you know, it's sort of right place, right time. I would say, like, you can think about, like, technology companies in, in the 90s and stuff like that and how they exploded. But they kind of, so they came yeah, in. Yeah, that and historically
2: they were, worked out really well for those technology companies in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, oh,
1: man. I gotta
2: Derailed by thing. one curveball, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, These God, written
1: my whole really falling world. apart. <laughs> No, I think I have to upgrade my Zoom. We'll see in 10 minutes. I got a notification. Um, I'm hoping they let it fly. Um, sorry. It does not look like they want to. I'm sorry. These are technical difficulties. We're running out of 40 minutes. Um, Beatles, reason, all right. They took a bunch of stuff from Chuck Berry. They're not new. Uh, the The Beach Boys created pet sounds which influenced Sergeant Pepper's band. If you listen to Sergeant Pepper, it's really not that great. It's not even, you know, whatever. I just, I think it's kind of, Uh, They didn't invent anything as far as like mania goes like 1840s, Mania predated uh, the Beatles mania. And I, my major thing, amazing about the Beatles. I can't, does anyone walk into a room at any party in college and remember somebody playing something from the Beatles? like I can remember someone playing a song from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, but like, I mean if we were in if we were
3: in the 60s or the 70s, I'm sure that But is all that more of a, but but
1: that's is, are they not like more of like a Backstreet Boys then? And even Backstreet Boys got played more. Like my my point is like are they just more of a fad like they were a huge fad at the time and you can't deny that they made hits. It's on the fucking. You're Nova. telling
2: me you've never been at a college party where someone puts on Hey Jude. Granted, they get judged like shit. For I don't it.
3: think I've I don't think I've ever been to a college party where somebody put on a Beatles song. Towards the end of the night? I'm, never, never never. 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 I mean, shout- if anything, like it ramped up more. We got Fetty WAP. Yeah. Actually, that was 2015.
1: Sorry. But twist and and twist and Shout's a cover, right? So like you can't, you know, that's a that's a um it's, just, no, it's not Chuck Berry, but it's whatever. It's like Fat Lou or something. I'm not gonna All
2: right. So I think we've established, Jay, you wouldn't pick the Beatles. Who would you pick? Yeah.
1: That's all right. So here so here's my pick. And 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 thank you for everyone on going on that ride with me. Uh I so I would pick, I didn't think about the culture aspect. I thought that was a really interesting place. I, I would pick uh I pick for Springsteen. And I have there's there's a couple of reasons why. Yeah, one. I thought, because I think the the prompt was like, well, what would you want to be known for writing? And, you know, Bruce Springsteen has, like, a lot of working class songs, and I really, I mean, who doesn't identify with them? He's obviously, you know, his Born in the USA album is, I think, a masterpiece. Like, everything on that is just truly fantastic from, you know, um, you know, Born in the USA to Hungry Heart, Ho- uh, that's not Hungry Heart, it's uh, Dancing in the Dark, and all that stuff. But he also wrote a lot for other other bands. And what I mean by that is, like, like, um, uh, some who I think Gloria something wrote, she's saying some shit about uh, so this is the night or whatever. And then he wrote a song for Rage Against the Machine. You I know, did not know that. Yeah, Ghost of Tom Jones. So, like, when you, you know, if you want to be known as somebody who's going to like write great songs, I don't know how it gets better than The Boss. And also, to my point about it, it him being a great songwriter, which I think is the arc of this, his Nebraska album. Was just uh, it was one of his best albums. He wrote it on a four track recorder in his room, just all demos. And he was like, "Fuck it,
0: I'm just gonna publish it." And it went well. Good to know. Now we know. I like all those choices. I think I think it's a really wide and diverse group Wire. of. Uh, I'm just. I'm a little shocked to be honest with you. You guys pick like people who I, I don't know if you if you brought out their songs now randomly. I don't think they would be hits. Like, I think.
3: I bet you I could do Biggie Smalls justice. Yeah, yep. yeah. If you want well, to do more one
2: hits, you could do like a U two or a Coldplay or yeah. I'm just like thinking point, like if you, if, you, if you,
0: yeah. I mean that would sell like that's what's selling now. But you know if you if you brought out Let It Be, um, you know I think that would do something. You know, oh, I have a question. Why do you think Let It Be? Which by the way, like I don't know. I don't I
1: don't recognize that. Like Let It Be had like. 60s production is so much shittier than say something that would happen in the 70s or the 80s like me and Mitch's. I don't think that gets any kind of air time. Yeah.
3: You know? I mean, also just going back to the Beatles for a second, uh, Rubber Soul is their only like solid album just all the way through. That's actually really true. Rubber Soul is a fantastic album.
1: Yeah, a great 100
3: um, And um, oh god, I had something else but to how do build you, off.
1: I have a question. How do you pick um, in this question, like how do you pick something like, from the past, it's supposed to be modern.
0: I think it's more along the lines of what would, what would sell and make you a stupid amount of money at the end of well, the day. You're I ripping think, off someone. Does yesterday take place modern day? Yes. Yeah. I mean, and, not, to, you know, not to do away the movie, but it's essentially a guy gets paired up with Ed Sheeran, and then he goes from there and, you know, he yeah. outplays Ed Sheeran, and then he ends up being a worldwide success, right?
3: yeah but i mean i agree i agree that that is the magical realism of that is that apparently we don't have modern music like i don't know if the beatles would fly today
1: yeah i want to hold your hand isn't going to crack the top 40 yeah
0: all right well with with hit songs then i mean we can transition a little bit more into talking a little bit like karaoke hits right what what's going to sell on a karaoke screen um Kind of interesting to know what your guys' takes are and what your current go-to songs are. And then also additionally, what you wish you could pull off.
3: Kings of Leon. Which,
0: which Kings of Leon, man?
3: Well, obviously, Sex is on Fire. Like, that's a karaoke banger.
2: Are you saying that you can pull that off or wish you could pull that off?
3: I wish I could pull okay. it off. One, I'm not a great singer. You know, like my go-to in karaoke is Weezer, just for its approachability. Uh, and its whiteness. But and it's whiteness, yeah. No, I do I do incredibly well with white songs. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, who you got? I
2: mean, who are you singing? What's your go-to song? My go-to is uh, usually usually it's Mulan. It's I'll make a man out of you from Mulan. There's a lot of good. I like I like karaoke songs where you can bring in other people and get kind of like a group dynamic. And uh, yeah, that's my go-to. But I do uh, do also mix it up. with like Jessie's Girl. I was actually looking Ooh, on my phone. I have a, that's a, good I have one. a whole. Note section of the different songs i like to uh i like to do i think if i was going to be able to do a song that i really wish i could do would probably be like living on a prayer
4: uh, yeah that's just, a good
2: one. Oh, some like real scream unless actually what i really wish i could do now come to think of it as i looked at jared what i really wish i could do was sound of silence by dystobia uh a la the jared's dad at the telltale room The best, hands down, the best karaoke performance I've ever seen in my
3: life. Oh my God, the Tattletale Room. I remember, that's when you guys left me high and dry in drag.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think you left yourself (laughs) high and dry.
3: Okay, you guys were supposed to be Power Rangers, and I was one of the girls from GLOW, and that's just not what happened. So I show up at this rough looking biker bar. Is how, oh, you know, in my mind, well, like, yeah, the, so
2: rough that a guy was actually kicked out while we were there
3: for bringing in a suitcase full of drugs. Yeah. Just, no, a it's suitcase like, of drugs. I, I walk up to the front door and the bouncer looks me up and down in my skirt and my fucking unitard and pantyhose and shit. And he's like, you sure you're at the right place? <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> I walked through that door and shit stopped. Everybody turned to look at me. You guys
1: all turned to look away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, Jared,
1: who you got? Where you going? Oh man, this is such a. Why I'm kind of impressed that Dave is. And I don't want to challenge anybody on this, but Dave's saying he's got Rick Springfield's range. Uh, you have kind of. You've got quite a low voice, brother. You know, and I know you can get up there, but I I kind of feel like I need to see this. Do you mind singing a couple bars? Jesse's Gill?
2: Yeah. You've, you've literally seen me do Jesse's Girl the bar before. Yeah. Jesse is a friend. Yeah, I know he's been a good friend of mine.
4: That's like very white.
2: changed it and hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl. I don't want to make her mine.
1: She's in what? That's nice true. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he got oh, Jesse. That was good. That was good. Um, man, I mean, who can I sing? What a range? Um. Uh, this just sounds. This is gonna sound weird, but uh, I just I really love Cher's voice, you know. Ooh. And like I feel like if I could sit and honestly sing, cause she's she's I think she's a contralto, or she's like a you know what I'm saying like yeah. she's she's a low female voice. Um, but if you could, cause if, imagine if you could do that or Bonnie Tyler's like Total Eclipse of the Heart. Like if you could as a, cause I'm also <sighs> just, yeah, as yeah, a I'm man. Just my, 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 my total yeah. Clips. Yeah, just like. And you could hit that, Amazing. like that to me. You don't have any room, like it would, it would be over. Uh, and yeah, so that would. I mean, move. that's
3: another artist that's transcended like decades, right? Like she's continued to make music across what, like thirty years now,
1: forty years. What would you? What share, what share song would you hit there, Jarrett? Ah, uh, they're so. Well, there's I, I wouldn't do and i respect what she did i mean you believe is obviously such a banger and there's a there's a place but like but we karaoke? could turn back time huh? strong enough karaoke no i mean like the problem is i don't know like i think we could turn back time if i could turn back time is a huge song it's a banger um but i think uh i actually have one saved here oh um I'm i just
3: while he's googling
1: i'm not good at it. i found someone i found. Someone. i
3: think that my absolutely favorite karaoke experiences is with dave in college okay. for the longest time oh, it doesn't great. get better yep. like acapella you know it's like hey turn off the music we'll sing without it like thank you Mitch. so fantastic such a great memory
0: Oh, it's such a it's such a testament. I I've always found that when you went karaoke bars that are um, obviously you know you get to see other people saying It's not one of those private by the way. Private, private karaoke bars I think are terrible. I think Overrated. The best place to do it is the you know the full public ones. And uh, you know I think it's such a testament to someone's personality. Whenever they whatever they choose, you immediately think, my gosh, you were raised to either know that song or this is indeed your personality. And I I didn't I didn't see that before. I think it's I think it's fantastic to to really see what reveals in the public eye, and uh, I, I, I love it. I absolutely you know love what? karaoke.
1: I want to throw something out there that I don't know if a lot of people. So, I I made a lot of allusions to the fact that I was in a music program once, but I was, and that's the reason I'm I'm that way is that like I was I like I sang for a band in Chico for two years, and so like there was a couple hits from like outside of the originals, but like uh, there was um. There was one grunge hit, Stone Temple Pilots. I can't remember I can't remember the, like plush. And I was more of I'm more afraid. Like I know how to sing plush because you've rehearsed it so many times. I and it doesn't matter how many times I've sang a karaoke song, but like I'm more afraid to go up and sing karaoke because if you attempt to do it well and fail, so much then worse. Then you look like an so it's much. It's so much worse. worse than just failing outright. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And like I like I, I think about all those those times where I'm like, oh dude, like just go up and sing. Plus, but then you've got like this shitty two dollar microphone, and you hit a crack, and everyone's just like, "Fuck off!" And it's just like,
2: <laughs> speaking of shitty performances in karaoke, when we we went on a cruise with uh, my wife and her family, and uh, you know, cruises with old people, they do like performances and that kind of stuff. And there was a talent show aspect to this, and uh, I went up and I did did Jesse's girl didn't realize at the time but about 80% of the audience where we were performing karaoke was all the same giant group of Mormons from Utah, like a huge set of families. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with the context of Jesse's girl didn't go over super hot with, uh, with the, the crowd (laughs) of Mormons.
3: With the Mormons. Good to know. You should have done back that ass up.
2: Shoulda done, shoulda, coulda woulda.
0: To the window, to the wall. It's, a, uh, it's always a dangerous game, I have to say, with karaoke, though. I mean, I, my, my like my go-to... I mean, half the problem is that whenever I do karaoke, I am usually intoxicated, as most people are, but I, I, my go-to choice has always been uh, December 1963 by Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. Oh, oh what, what a, a night. What
4: a, yeah. Oh, well wow. yeah, Why
0: not? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's, you like, can my, pull off Frankie Valli. Yeah, seriously. No. I mean, I can't, but it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's always a fun experience witnessing kind of how people because people know the song, but don't realize how high his actual voice is. Um, by the way, I think we do. Jersey Boys is one of my favorite movies of all time, and uh, I I fell in love with with the Four Seasons, you know, pretty much after watching like, watching that full movie um but if i had to go for a song that was sort of unattainable i think nancy snatchers um these boots were made for walking wow
3: unattainable though Tiny dancer. i think i could do i
0: think it. you can do I, it no way i could do that I, 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 it's almost like it's talk- so much like uh, yeah. so much it's like it's like if it's-
3: i were thinking unattainable like i would love to be able to hit like a mariah you know, um, just yeah. like crush that at a karaoke oh, step bar. step up and pull off
2: some Beyonce. Are you kidding me? People
1: would be like, what the fuck did I just walk into? You can't, you can't put Yonce and Carrie in, in the same bracket, Dave. I don't know where you're coming from.
2: I'm just saying in terms of songs that I know I could not do. I could not get up there yeah. and pull off any Beyonce song.
1: You couldn't shake your jelly? No. <laughs> it's like, I just, Beyonce's great. I just like, I don't think of her as a fantastic singer but wow
2: guarantee that's going to get cut in post yeah.
1: it's not going to get cut in post so I'm going to keep that <laughs> he's going
4: he's to wait for the haters
1: <laughs> yeah I, I will say this though that um, I was thinking about it, like who would actually be really really impressive to watch if they did it well and that's the thing about carries you always have the ringers you have the people much akin to that guy who came up and did end of silence it's clearly his go-to song it's clearly something he he sang, he could sing it blind and, and I love people who just like to fuck the monitor. I got it, you know. Yeah. Um, but could you imagine if someone like sang the Meatloaf? Like if I would do anything for? Oh milk, I my goodness,
2: that. so good. I would. That's a great one,
1: yeah. So good. Right. Okay.
0: All right, that is the uh, that is Eric Clapton's "Cocaine," our favorite chorus all time, which cues our lightning round. So with the lightning round, a game I invented, kind of. That First time ever.
4: <laughs> <laughs> never been played before. Yeah. Uh,
0: so the lightning round, I thought I'd uh, you know, introduce something that uh, can get us in you know, a quick fire, have us kind of reveal a little bit about ourselves that we, we may not know and something you'll obviously never remember after I say it. But here we go. The lightning round essentially is, I will say two things. You tell me what makes you happier, not what might be better. So for instance, I could say eggs or bacon, and you might prefer eggs. Eggs make you happier than bacon. Something simple like that. Those are examples that aren't at all gonna be the things we're doing, but we shall continue on. I would like to, uh, I think I'm gonna choose Mitch for the first one. I'll be kind of picking on you, so I'm gonna sure keep thing. going at it. Um, so I'm gonna name a few things. I just want you to instinctively and quickly go broke. through them. We've got uh, about 20 seconds on the clock, which okay. I'll, uh, I'll be having in the background. So we're gonna crack into it.
2: And it's what, uh, it's what makes you happier, not much No explanations,
0: better. just an answer. Just mm-hmm. what makes you
3: happier. Okay. Nothing
1: it.
0: to it. Midge's wife's motto
1: is what makes you happier, not what makes you better.
0: I just,
3: I just chased my belly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever I feel in that gut, go for it. All right. Let's kick it off. The timer starts now. All right. So you ready Kid Cudi or Karate Kid? Uh, Kid cuddy. Johnny Cash, oh. Johnny Rocket.
3: Ooh, Johnny Cash. Ashton Kutcher, Asher Roth. Ooh, Ashton Ooh, I like Ashton Kutcher now. I think Asher Roth is very in the moment.
0: (laughs) Ali G. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad. Bread Loaf, Meat Loaf. Meat Loaf. Inception in Bruges. Ooh, best foreign film 2008. (laughs) Uh, Inception. (laughs) Islands in the Sun. Islands in the Stream. Wow. Islands in the Sun. A-Team, Team
3: America. Wow. I didn't watch as much A-Team as I feel like I should have, so I'm going to go with team america for the kind of impact it kind of made i think a team uh, is better in general that was our uh that was okay. our 20 seconds we, we
0: can we can uh we can circle back to a few of these ones okay. um i was interested by your um your islands in the sun islands in the stream yeah talk, talk us through that one
3: i you know i just went with my gut there um which one did you pick islands in the sun Island, yeah Right, like yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge Dolly Parton, you know. I don't know too much of her, you know, her her catalog. So I love Kenny Rogers, but at, as we I'm just established, also yeah. loves Weezer. Yeah, also right. You already hit. You already hit it off there.
0: That's yeah. cracking. And Bruges, and Bruges was uh,
3: uncontested the, choice.
0: Was Best <laughs> uncontested. Yeah, in Bruges.
3: I mean, like obviously, it's not 2008, but um, uh, what it's a pop hit for us um i think i just i love christopher nolan i love what he does i love inception the 2008 the the part time. was
2: actually the only factual part of that statement mm-hmm. it is it is 2008
4: <laughs> yeah Not okay. best foreign
2: film but, it but it's 2008 yeah
0: right um yeah i figured i figured a few of them were uh were a little bit relevant to no each those other. are good kind of i liked it played a little bit of a more literal i was singing you know, in my bedroom yesterday, just kind of running out of material here and uh I kind of wanted to see where we could take on those ones. Ali G, Muhammad Ali, I thought was a tough one. I don't
1: know. That didn't feel what? tough.
4: That
0: didn't Karate, feel tough. That felt so easy.
1: Yeah. Karate Kid or Kid Cudi, you said, and you, you like, ran I said through Kid Cudi so quick. so quick. And I, I, was, I was upset. I was you really, saw it in your face. <laughs> you were upset. I wanted you to hit the hot take.
4: Polarizing <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you were talking about mentors, if it was Mr. Miyagi or Kid Cudi, then we got a different story. But
0: that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, David, I'm gonna have a crack at the few at you. Now I have to. The, the timer actually was a little bit faster than I expected it to be, so I've run out a little bit of material. So we've about six options for you. Okay, All right, that's it. We're gonna, we're gonna crack on into ten seconds on the clock, and then three, two, one, and we're off. Betty Crocker, Walter Cronkite. Oh
2: shit, uh, Cronkite. <laughs>
0: Las Vegas, Los
2: Angeles. Oh, fuck. Two places I hate. Um, I'm going, I'm going an- Angels. Yeah, he lives in one.
0: That doesn't count. All right, anyways. L- Long Beach, Long Island?
2: Uh, Long Beach. Uh,
0: poker or pokey?
2: Oh, pokey. Hands down.
0: Mm-hmm. Blackjack or Crab Shack?
2: Uh, crab Shack.
0: Fair enough. That is the end of the material. See, that's wow. where, you know. Cronkite.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Betty Crocker? I have no pancakes? opinion on either of these people.
0: Nothing, what makes I, you happier?
2: I guess, Crocker, I know like a, that, doesn't that sound lovely right now? Like a nice, reassuring, true like anchor. Every night, <laughs> you log in. <laughs> Basically like what Fauci is right now, just in the middle of.
3: You know, he's, right. just, he's just singing you sweet
1: lullabies. Actually, I agree with I just you. Need I, right I miss that. I miss that, like turning on the. Nah, I. Who are we kidding? I didn't live in Vietnam. Turning <laughs> <Yeah, so laughs> <Olsen Cronkite on, laughs> the like, knob. Yeah, I don't. Like seeing knob talk FM. yet? No, but. Turn on having, the talkie box. But I do think who who would have been Tom Brokaw? I think would have been our last one. Right? Uh, well, now we kind of have Anderson Cooper, I guess, right? Nah,
4: yeah, but,
3: it's but everything.
1: But it's
2: yeah,
1: not because not everything's so splintered now. There's not like one stream. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I feel like CBS News at night used to just, "Hey, here's the facts," and now it's like, "Well, it's based on like political ideologies." Yeah, I feel like the
2: talk show hosts are more the modern equivalent. Like, mm-hmm. I if if you get in my head, if I had to pick one equivalent right now, I'd go with like Stephen Colbert.
0: Right. Yeah, we're definitely in the time of I think the comedians are having having their day right now. Yeah, Bill Mars and John Oliver's. I think they're, they're. I mean, they're not traditionally, you know. At the end of the day, I, I say comedians. I think they're, they're extremely good at what they do, you know, in, in toning down very serious topics, but also making sure they're extremely relevant, right? I think it's, it's definitely, it's the, it's the time of the comedians, but... Um, Bill Maher is
1: also an asshat, so, you yeah. know. What was that term? An asshat? <laughs> I've never heard that term. Yes, 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 you, you have. You've never
3: heard asshat?
2: asshat? Bullshit. Bull
3: first yeah, off dave and i are in a league called the ass Hat armada we use it pretty regularly hold on the power of the google
2: you don't need to google this, it daddy yeah it's as, everything as you as need in the sentence
0: oh so it's quite literally an ass hat. yes yeah, ass i think hat. you're an overthinking it mate. i overthink a lot of things yeah no, that, was good, uh, that was a good lightning round i enjoyed it like, oh, anyway. i can't wait for the um, questions for jared mm-hmm no, we run out of material. I made yeah, it very clear. Oh,
2: that run. was it. Sorry,
4: sorry, Jared. Oh, oh that I, thought we
2: each, I, I thought we each—I oh, thought we each got sunrise, questions man. tailored to us, which is why I was so confused about why I got the crocker.
3: Yeah. Well, in the future, we can all submit uh, lightning round material. I love material, that concept. We got to we'll use that. It. Yeah, we yeah. got to use that more moving forward. Mm, I know, I, like I know, like looking at it ahead of time. Actually,
2: Jared, we've we've got two left that are in the that are in the script. Oh yeah, A-
1: eggs and eggs, eggs and, and waffles. bacon right there. Eggs and bacon, waffles. Eggs, wow! Eggs bring you more
2: joy. They make you happier.
1: Pancakes I, don't, or I think, waffles? Uh, dude, waffles for sure. Yeah, waffles. waffles, waffles, absolutely. So, yeah, waffles yeah. hold the syrup. Yeah, pancakes you know? can. Better. Pancakes get fucked right up. I disagree. A waffle is
3: just. I disagree with both of your options.
1: I, yeah, but I know. I want to honestly. Okay, I when I think about what I enjoy most, like what I enjoy at its best and what I enjoy at its worst, I would rather take a Lego waffle and a really nice Belgian waffle over any kind of version of the pancake. I would take a Belgian waffle over everything. What if we throw in crepes
2: in in
3: here though? Because a crepe is a better version of a pancake. I made crepes last weekend and I made waffles today. I think,
1: Um, I still choose pancakes. I think you choose waffles. You choose a Got more sturdy.
3: No, no, no. Uh, I was doing pancakes, waffles.
1: Would you choose a crepe? I think
3: crepes win, except for crepes don't really fill you up. You have to have like 18 of them.
1: There's a dark horse in here. And let's talk about it. And I know Dave's going to hate it. French it toast. Ooh, French toast all day, every day. French toast French wins. Toast. Fr- French toast. It's too sweet.
3: I love it. It's Give so me that. Good. I like
2: toast. the versatility of both, of both the waffle and the crepe. Cause both can be savory. Both can be sweet. You ever had like a, a piece of fried chicken waffle sandwich? Oh,
1: yes. But why can't I mean, you,
2: why can't you French toast?
1: Why can't French toast be savory?
2: Cause it's, an essential component of it, is it being doused in sugar?
1: I've had it done where it's like an egg in a basket, I guess, which is egg just on the bread. Yeah, it's not, I guess that's not that's not French
2: toast. It's a very to call
1: thing. You're not gonna give that to me? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, just shut me down. All right. I
3: also, I think I agree with you on the egg sentiment. Like, I think, Bacon immediately brings me more joy, yep. but if you, I think just because maybe I've been eating three pounds of bacon,
1: <laughs> I'm getting a little bacon out right now. Bacon depth. No, see, I also like. I prefer sausage links over bacon. I know that's, that's a hot. Maybe that's, that's hot. Yeah, thing. I don't know. That's
2: about the most that Midwest thing you've said in quite a while.
0: Yeah, they're not really sausages, are they? I mean, the the sausages that you, the, the breakfast sausages out here are kind of oh, just
2: gobbled the, meat.
0: They're rubber they're not they're not really what anything. is going on right now it's, like, it's a
1: sausage yeah it's, it's a sausage it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're rocking you know like a little one or a big one it's a sausage
0: honestly this is a hot take for for about three weeks down the line in my opinion but let's go to our ad of the week i think we should turn it over to mitchell who has everything we need to know
1: speaking of eating bacon and sausage too much and needing something to hold it together
3: Spanks for men. Um, it's actually I was I was looking this up a little bit, and um, spanks were invented in 2000 by a pantyhose company. Um, obviously, spanks for women, um, and they didn't get they didn't turn the design towards men until 2014. And it's still like a relatively untalked about subject, I think, because men are just like more uh embarrassed about talking about their body but um apparently it is a mental transformation as much as it is a physical one um and i think spanks probably aren't talked spoken about as much as compression gear is for men but compression gear is much more approachable um you get the legs you get the shirts you get whatever but spanks focuses specifically on the tuck in that tummy a little bit take 5 10 even 15 pounds apparently off your midline. Um uh, and yeah, that's uh that's straight out of Atlanta, Georgia, guys. Spanks for men.
1: When you want to make that out of shape, in shape. shape.
3: <laughs> and he doesn't have
2: 15 pounds to spare, guys. What happens if we put him in a spank? Is it just like a black hole?
3: Condenses. <laughs> it's, it's it's just <laughs> called folded laundry at that point.
0: <laughs> uh do you, are these these are few real things.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, these, these are dude. real things. No, they, yeah, they come up like uh, just to the bottom of the ribs. In i think. researching
2: for this. What? No, no, no. For, for men, they make full-on like gear. Yeah, they make socks, uh, underwear. They make uh, compression shirts mm-hmm yeah. for guys. It, there
0: oh. it is. Five, five ads in. If you can go right on the, uh, the old Google featured ads, five across is assless Spanx. Assless Spanx. Yeah.
3: Okay. Good to know. When you you need like a little bit of
2: support in some places, but you really need to let the rest of it hang out (laughs) in other places. Yeah.
1: What I don't, what I've always been curious about with the Spanx is, is uh, it's obviously, I mean, it has to, outside of a medical like procedure when you need compression, it's obviously for a certain, um, how do you say Like a certain shape, a certain figure. You want to look a certain way. And if you're looking a certain way, say you're going on a date, how do you take that off? If you're going to get down to business, you know, I mean, are we being disingenuous here? You know, like I've always wondered about the, the, okay, I get it. You got it on. You look great. You look fantastic. What happens when, when you take I mean,
3: like, like I said, like, I think it goes back to the mental thing. I think you want to look good in a certain outfit. Um, You don't want your shirts to look frumpy or a dress to look frumpy. And so it looks good when you're out and about, but I think just on the day to day, I mean, and this is where Spanx gets a lot of negative feedback is like they're, trying to sh- say that you look bad in your body mm. and you know the the big push right now is like you know uh big is beautiful all that and so they're trying to say that you don't need to hide what you have exactly
1: so, is so beautiful coronavirus okay. loves it
0: mm-hmm. well i think i think that's gonna lead us now into our hot take of the week which, by the way, I wanted to take a route of um, the old route of music, but I really went off topic here, which we'll see where this goes. But I, I kind of, I, I was thinking deeply, and deeply about it. I had this list on my iPhone uh, in my notes of hot takes that I wanted to bring up. And to be honest with you, this is something that I've thought about for a long time, and especially since moving to the States, how I, kind of, I grew up wearing school uniforms every single day, and it was always the same outfit, shirt, tie, trousers, dress pants, dress shoes, all that sort of thing. I kind of wanted to hear some opinions on school uniforms and whether or not they should be mandatory in the states. Is that your hot take? Is that school uniforms it, yeah. should be mandatory? Should be mandatory in the states. Garrett, you want to start this off?
1: Yeah, I'll kick this off. Uh, I um I didn't go to school in Europe in general,
0: uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm thinking about it now. Like I wore when when the, this is only prevalent because of the the MJ documentary that's that's happening today but um i you know as somebody who grew up in the time of mj i wore nothing but like chicago bullshit for like fourth grade i, I, I like i remember being called that kid in school like just you know um and I, eons of stuff so i don't know like and i think as someone who doesn't particularly dress well like myself i have no sense of style what the fuck's going on you know uh i, I just know you need the top and the bottom uh but outside of that like i think I know, I, th- I think there's a lot. I know, and I hate saying this because America's all about freedom, baby. And I think you should be able to choose whatever you fucking want to wear. I'm thinking if they're kids, I think there's a probably, there's a lot of, there's a lot of science that's behind if we take that choice away from you. Not only just like kids can focus and shit and do like whatever um, better when they don't have to think about what they have to wear. And there's no judgment. Cause uh, if you, cause like fashion's also classes, right? If you can enjoy, if you can like get those like goose down fucking jackets but other kids can't, you know, they had to wear starter jackets. I'm not talking about anything from my background, but I'm just saying that like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money and, and, and socioeconomics involved in, and having to, and like freedom of expression. And so, uh, and not to mention, like, I, I think that they talk about like some of the smartest people in the world wear the same fucking outfit every day. Exactly. So I guess I'm saying as much as I hate to say it, that I, I think uniforms are good. And, and, I think if you get older, you know the 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 ability to throw that on for a Halloween costume, no matter the sex, is, is honestly another plus. So
3: take it away. I just want to apologize for my outburst. I looked up. Um, yeah, ass speaking ass of skates. uniforms for
2: schools,
0: I was <laughs> wondering. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, dude. dude yeah. yeah, Dave, but what
0: you uh, got? You you, uh, you grew up wearing? Um, I'm sure you grew. You must have grown up with a full the full Monty.
2: Uh. Full Monty, typically being used for a term for when someone's naked, but um yes. we uh,
4: <laughs> the opposite of uniform,
2: but yes, uh, yeah, I did I did grow up going to a school. Where we had to wear a uniform, um, and uh, it was interesting. the uniform kind of evolved as you went through the school. So when you first started when you were a kid, you had to wear you know dress pants, dress shoes, shirt tie, and then a purple jumper. Purple was our school color, so purple uh, a jumper, in this case, meaning like a, a sweater or a pullover for the uh, for the american listeners um and then when you got to a certain age you started wearing a purple blazer um which was pretty amazing um and i do wish Jarrett, to your point that i could still fit into that thing because that would be hilarious to put, uh, to put on and then when you got to like your junior and senior years you could just wear like a any any jacket um kind of suit jacket or sports coat that kind of thing um so i think uh yeah i, I i'm in favor of uniforms as well i um i'm very grateful i didn't have to worry about uh kind of the fashion aspect of picking out my clothes and getting like kids are harsh enough as it is they judge you about everything when you're a kid last thing you need is someone picking you to bits because of what clothes you do have or don't have and all the stress it causes parents as well of having to kind of keep up with those trends and constantly buying new shit like i didn't grow up in the richest um richest area and that's a that's a lot for someone have to have to deal with i think so long as you give like some flexibility like have an own they call them own clothes days where once we would do it like once it becomes casual a,
3: friday kind of thing
2: yeah exactly someone can just yeah. come and do that i think so long as they because the flip side is sometimes the uniforms themselves can be super expensive yeah you have to pay for a you know some amount of that and kids grow so fast like need new dress shoes constantly that kind of stuff so
1: yeah. I ask a question dave i want to yeah. ask a question specifically to you someone uh, so and I've been watching, it's quarantine, I've been watching a lot of Hughes films and such an easy way to get over in in American high schools, how someone's a part of certain cliques in high school is how yeah. they dress. Hmm. So how was that, you know what I'm talking about? Like sports kids wear sports shit, popular kids wear really nice, like fashion forward yeah. shit, you know, like nerds wore, you know, it's outfits really indicated cliques. How did you, was that? Did, was there another how did, did that outlet happen with uniforms Was like there another way for that to be presented? you have people like for
2: us it was um people would tie their ties in like rebellious ways like your tie is supposed to come down like full length to like your your belt whatever and people would tie there was this fashion trend in england where people would wear incredibly short ties like get a massive knot but like a very very short tie um or they like wouldn't tuck their shirts in like the dumbest kind of shit but it was just, just watch like, the show skins you'll see yeah, it was it was some way to like express uh, individuality in that. But again, it was one less thing to worry about. Like you didn't need to necessarily worry about how you were uh, how you were going to be perceived because you were just. Wearing-
3: I definitely hear your argument there, but I did both. So I wore uniforms up until middle yeah. school, um, and then after middle school, I went. I mean, once I went to high school, then I went to a public school, um, and oh, man, I hated it. I hated it. Right, like one, I I personally just. Have a tough time with conformity <laughs> and rules in general you, um, and uh, and like so like I was always getting in trouble for like untucking my shirt or you know wearing my tie loosened you know whatever um, and then I but I also think that like one of the benefits of not having a dress code is you're able to find your kind of personality through fashion, like whether or not you have the means to get top of the line shit, like I just cut holes in my jeans or would literally like drag them behind my truck, you know, whatever, um, or singe them or bleach them. And, you know, you kind of like, I mean, like that, that was just me, but like other kids did it too. And you kind of just kind of get to figure out what you're trying to say about yourself. And then you, you, know, you kind of figure out a little more who you are. I also wore Jinko jeans and those things were atrocious. You know, if you want parachute pants in the nineties. I got 2000s. introduced
2: to those in like 2000. 16 maybe once I had to explain what they were. It's very confusing
4: uh, Well, you know,
0: I mean I was guilty of the skin the skin type genes for a long time still am actually. Yeah <laughs> I keep pre nowadays. I can count how much money is in, in pre- happen. I'm, I'm, hot, maybe. hot maybe hot maybe but we can keep we can keep um, uh, you called me up, there. You're right? It's
4: day, really unraveling I <laughs> think you're, broke, you're broken. You're, broke,
2: <laughs> you're broken.
0: now but I, 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 think it's. I, I, asked like, my, my. I wanted to go down several avenues of that. I mean, I wanted to go down even like the, the, we all knew each other from college, and you know, some of the things we'd wear to school, uh, really, were all over the place. Even still, you know, even the high school to college is is a drastic change, but it's also not that much of a drastic change for the first few years, and. I always found it interesting to see kind of how people dress for class there. And you know at first, I wanted to sort of say it as a reputation of how they feel about school itself, but also you know what they what they deemed for, formal and what they deemed, except for where all those lines were. and i always I always just found it interesting, you know how is it so crazy to have even a school uniform in college? I mean, it, I think it is a little bit past that point, but at the same time, it's still a concept that shouldn't be crazy. Um, but that was my hot take of the week and I kinda wanted to to see what your you know all the opinions were and actually I'm a little bit shocked by it, kind of how how uh, how how you guys all went. I thought I thought you'd be a little bit more stern on it or a little bit more on the free end to be honest. I, everyone seemed a bit neutral. But I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap up the hot takes of the week and uh, I think that might even wrap up the show because that was episode two. Um I'm, I'm pretty happy. Hey of, uh,
4: to clean the house this week. I think you and, did a great uh, job hosting. So, uh, I, 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 it was fun. I loved it.